Hello, Leticia. Okay, sorry. I know it's been like four days. Uh, we're looking for chapter 13, I think. Right? I think. Oh, Paige, I barely even started. Come on now. Jason, damn it. Oh, I remember this part. I hated this part because it switched from Leo doing something awesome like building a freaking dragon to Jason's perspective. And let's be honest, Leo's the only one here that's iconic enough to pour into their own chapter. <sighs> okay. I drink lots of hot water, so I should be able to talk for a little while without my throat hurting. And yeah, let's go. You're more than welcome to come up. I have the blanket. Jason dreamed of wolves. All right, let's get started. Chapter 13, page 157. Uh, if you want to follow along, preferably with a cat or nestled upon your lap and a warm drink in a Christmas mug for the aesthetic, of course. All right, Jason dreamed of wolves. He stood in a clearing in the middle of a redwood forest. In front of him rose the ruins of a stone mansion. Low gray clouds blended with the gray fog, and cold rain hung in the air. A pack of large gray beasts milled around him, brushing against his legs, snarling and baring their teeth. They gently nudged him towards the ruins. Jason had no desire to become the world's largest dog biscuit, so he decided to do what they wanted. The ground squelched under his boots as he walked. Stone spires of chimney, no longer attached to anything, rose up like totem poles. The house must have been enormous once, multi-storied with massive log walls and a soaring gabled roof. But now nothing remained but its stone skeleton. Jason passed under a crumbling doorway and found himself in a kind of courtyard. Before him was a drained reflecting pool, long and rectangular. Jason couldn't tell how deep it was because the bottom was filled with mist. A dirt path led all the way around and the house's uneven walls rose on either side. Wolves paced under the archways of rough red volcanic stone. At the far end of the pool sat a giant she-wolf, several feet taller than Jason. Her eyes glowed silver in the fog, and her coat was the same color as the rocks, warm chocolatey red. I know this place, Jason said. The wolf regarded him. She didn't exactly speak, but Jason could understand her. The movement of her ears and whiskers, the flash of her eyes, the way she curled her lips. All of these were part of her language. Of course, the she-wolf said. You began your journey here as a pup. Now you must find your way back. A new quest, a new start. That isn't fair, Jason said. But as soon as he spoke, he knew there was no point complaining to the she-wolf. Wolves didn't feel sympathy. They never expected fairness. The wolf said, Conquer or die. This is always our way. Jason wanted to protest that he couldn't conquer if he didn't know who he was or where he was supposed to go. But he knew this wolf. Her name was simply Lupa, the mother wolf, the greatest of her kind. Long ago, she'd found him in this place, protected him, nurtured him, chosen him. 
but if Jason showed weakness, she would tear him to shreds. Rather than being her pup, he would become her dinner. In the wolf pack, weakness was not an option. Can you guide me? Jason asked. Luba made a rumbling noise deep in her throat, and the mist in the pool dissolved. At first, Jason wasn't sure what he was singing. At opposite ends of the pool, two dark spires had erupted from the cement floor like the drill bits of some massive tunneling machines boring through the surface. Jason couldn't tell if the spires were made of rock or petrified vines, but they were formed of thick tendrils that came together in a point at the top. Each spire was about five feet tall, but they weren't identical. The one closest to Jason was darker and seemed like a solid mass. Its tendrils fused together. As he watched, it pushed a little farther out of the earth and expanded a little wider. On Lupa's end of the pool, the second spire's tendrils were open, like the bars of a cage. Inside, Jason could vaguely see a misty figure struggling, shifting within its confines. Hera, Jason said. The she-wolf growled in agreement. The other wolves circled the pool, their fur standing up on their backs as they snarled at the spires. The enemy has chosen this place to awaken her most powerful son, the giant king, Lupa said. Our sacred place where demigods are claimed. The place of death or life. The burned house. The house of the wolf. It is an abomination. You must stop her. Her? Jason was confused. You mean Hera? The she-wolf gnashed her teeth impatiently. Use your senses, pup. I care nothing for Juno, but if she falls, our enemy wakes, and that will be the end for all of us. You know this place. You can find it again. Cleanse our house. Stop this before it is too late. The dark spire grew slowly larger, like the bulb of some horrible flower. Jason sensed that if it ever opened, it would release something he did not want to eat. Who am I? Jason asked the she-wolf. At least tell me that. Wolves didn't have much of a sense of humor, but Jason could tell the question amused Lupa. As if Jason were a cub just trying out his claws, practicing to be the alpha male. You are our saving grace, as always. The she-wolf curled her lip as if she had just made a clever joke. Do not fail, son of Jupiter. Nah, <laughs> Jason Grace, saving grace. Yeah, that's funny. Anyways, that's actually the end of the chapter. It was really short. It was only like one, two, it's only like four pages. So, all right, that's that, I guess. Yeah.